Welcome back to the 50-Year Podcast. As always, Clint Maxey in the producer chair, Zach Ruley here, and George Truly Parker Biggs. And we are thrilled to have our first ever recurring guest, uh, Eddie Radozovich. Eddie, uh, it's an honor to have you back on. Thanks for joining us. Gentlemen, what's going on? It's, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty good uh, spring sports session for the uh, state schools here. So a lot to uh, talk about. No doubt. Yeah, we got a uh, Women's College World Series championship uh, game one here in about, what, two hours? Uh, what's uh, Have we cracked our first natural light for the evening? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's been there's been plenty uh, dropped. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to get into any tonight, but uh, hoping to uh, Thursday and Friday. So or if there is, even is a Friday, there probably won't be with the way these girls are playing. Yeah, I would. Uh, I don't think so. I would guess not, but I mean, Texas has beat them once. I did. I was looking at my offshore book today, and who knows how accurate this number is because it's you know on some crappy uh, offshore site. But it was showing Sooners minus four seventy tonight. Jeez, are they really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just in, it's insane. It's like the uh, going back to like the semifinal stuff. You know, they lose that first game, and it's like one of those you know i don't think anybody thought that they were going to lose the first game and then when they did it was like well shit if they you know your backs are up or kind of against the wall 57 and four all of a sudden would be some type of disappointment and then they go out and win by 15 runs so uh they're just i mean they're at a different level obviously uh you know without jordy ball uh it kind of makes things somewhat interesting but hope troutwine's been just as good here over the last month or so uh, particularly in the postseason and in the regional and then obviously in the super regional and, uh, you know, especially in Oklahoma city at the uh, women's college world series. So they're, uh, they're just, they're incredible. Like it's just, I, sometimes I go through the game notes that Patrick Dunn and, uh, those folks at the, uh, OU communications office send out. And it, it's truly like, like, what am I looking at? Like, this is, this is not normal for a team to be putting, uh, the type of season that they're putting together. And, you know, obviously, when, uh, you know, people were talking about, can they go undefeated? It was like, I don't think that they can. Uh, and, you know, obviously they didn't, but uh, it's just been incredible. It, it, it's, it's truly incredible to know that, like, this is what the third straight year that they play. They've made the Women's College World Series the last six years in a row. And they've been in the championship series, obviously, the last three years or five of the last six years. And, like, this might be the best team that they've ever had. And that's just remarkable. I think it might be. Arguably the best yeah. OU team in all sports ever. Sure. Yeah. I, don't, I, I think like, it's one of the great teams of all time in any yeah. college sport. No, I, I, I don't think that that's crazy at all. And, you know, we were talking about it on the, you know, our unofficial 40 podcast. I've been talking about it in the morning, just like from a single game performance with their backs up against the wall to go four for four with uh, two home runs and one of those being a grand slam and the seven RBIs. Like Jocelyn Allo, obviously, is one of the greatest play softball players to ever play the sport. Uh, she's one of the best athletes to ever play at Oklahoma. But like that, that might be one of the best single game performances in the history of the school. And, you know, I don't really have a running list of what that might be, but she's she's truly incredible. I, you know, I, I think that people have started to kind of catch on. It's kind of cool to see them get the uh, oh, I don't know, like the national stardom that they probably deserved all season here over the last week or so. Uh, but to like finally see her, you know, like get a DM from Tom Brady, get the national recognition on Sports Center, it just is kind of a long time coming, and you know, hopefully it will continue. 
Why does she not get the bonds treatment? Base is loaded. I'm walking her. I'll sacrifice the one sure. for the four. Like it's, I know the girl, I think that happened maybe Sunday night. They did walk her bases loaded. The next girl hits a grand slam. So like yeah. there's trouble everywhere, but I'm not pitching her a single hittable pitch the entire bat. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, especially, you know, I, I think you could just take the, your chances if people are on base. Uh, but that's the problem is like, the people in front of her, the people behind her, are they're not just yeah. as good, but it's, it's the lineup is one through nine. You know, anybody can go yard. Like we're talking about like the uh, Lisa Brito girl. She was batting in the nine hole this year and she was a transfer in one of the best players in the country last year at Oregon. So, uh, or I think it was Oregon. It's it just like, it's insane. If, if, they, if they get the production that they got in that second game against UCLA in the championship series, you know, as, as good as Texas has played, as, as fun as that story has been for them, I don't know if anybody can even compete with them. Like Jada Coleman's incredible. Tiara Jennings, I think has 54 career home runs, which is like insane for a sophomore. Like she's going to, I don't think she'll break all those record, but you could make an argument that maybe she could someday. Uh, she'll have two more years left in Norman. So they're just, it's a, it's a, um, it's almost a comedy, like how good that they actually are. And, I don't think it's going to slow down. Like they got the number one pitcher coming in next year. They got the number one player in the country coming in. Uh, they're just reloading every year, it seems. And I'm sure they'll get a couple of people out of the portal. Like that's the, the, that's the one benefit that they have is they can bring anybody in and, you know, building the new stadium like they are. Uh, it's only going to get better from a facility standpoint and from what Oklahoma can offer, uh, you know, NIL and that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it's truly kind of crazy. That's How great. old is Patty Gasso? How old is Gasso? Um, that's a good is question. She on, is she on the way out soon? So I, I mean, can. She's got to be upper fifties, <laughs> low sixties, I mean, probably. I mean, that's Gasso is sixty. Yeah. So she, I, coach, she can coach another fifteen years if she wanted to. Yeah, like, and I, I don't think that she's like tired of it by any means. I, I do think that like she wants to see through the new stadium, and she yep. wants to be able to kind of open that. So you know, I, I bet if you were to say that she's here for the next four to five years i'd probably agree with that you know at some point i think she's probably as her grandchildren get older probably going to want to be you know around them more uh but it's kind of a cool it's like a family atmosphere down there with jt uh her sons as an assistant uh dj's out at utah right now coaching so uh you know i i've never heard any murmurs that she wants to get out of it i i think that she's you know in some ways pretty young for what she does yeah, and I I was just asking because it kind of feels like she has like an type machine going now yeah. to where it's just automatic. Like the best kids want to come play for her, and she has a system set up now to where these girls play four years. They're going to get the best players in the portal. Like, be careful what him, you wish for. If 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 she ever leaves, I think Gaieski's probably high up on the list of that Oklahoma he, would want to go get. Is he an OU guy? Yeah, he was on the. He's so a, he was a. He's a disciple. He, he played baseball on the 94 team uh, that won a national championship with Tim Walton, who's the head coach at Florida and their other assistant, Eric Thomas, who's actually an OU baseball coach for a while. Uh, they all played baseball together on the 94 team. Yeah. And speaking of Kenny, I mean, I didn't see, I was at the baseball game Monday night, so I didn't, yeah. I was driving home when I got a text Rough. and it was like, what was that throw? Um, didn't see the highlight till the next morning, but that that's a tough way to go down. It sucks. I like were you. I, were you there, Eddie? I know you were there one of the nights, right? Uh, I went out there on Saturday, okay. but that was more of like just I was. We went out there 
big group of people. I was drinking and stuff, yeah. so I wasn't really covering it. But right. uh, that's rough. To lose the game the way that they did is just – it was a gut punch. And there was even, like – I think it happened in, like, the, what, the fifth inning? Yeah, there was still and, time to maybe turn around. Yeah, just, like, like the look on their faces after that happened, it was just kind of like, we're dead. There was a surrender cobra, like, immediately. And I <laughs> – I it was not looking good in that dugout after that. No, that – I mean, it just is a gut punch. And I think, to, you know, I, the way that everything went down and then to build the 5-0 lead – and then just give it almost right back with a three-run shot, and the three run inside the park is like, shit, like, what are we I, supposed to do? I'm not going to pretend to understand softball enough to question the decision of who he threw in the first game because I know you can pitch a little more because the arm, yeah. obviously, it's a more, much more natural motion than baseball. Thought it was odd not to throw Kelly Maxwell in the first game. Just throw your stud, be done in the first one. Um, I wonder if, like, I'm sure she's very tired to say, oh, she could, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I, it was kind of the same thing with Oklahoma. I, I think that there were some people questioning Nicole May uh, pitching in the first camp against UCLA and she got kind of lit up and, uh, you know, obviously if Jordy Ball was okay, she'd be pitching all, almost all the games, but, you know, Hope Troutwine's been really good. It's kind of a luxury that they were able to have, but yeah, I was surprised that Maxwell didn't pitch the first game either, but I think that, like, it just came down to, you know, it's kind of a messed up situation. I know that, like, Patty talked about it after the game as far as having to play a doubleheader and then turn around and play again back-to-back. I bet that that's something that they look at uh, next season. I'm really excited about uh, the OU Texas series, but I really, really, really wanted a bedlam in Oklahoma City. That would have been, been awesome. That would have been electric. Is, the, is it a pretty fun atmosphere out there? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty dope. Like, I, I was telling somebody earlier, it's like, I kind of forget that it's kind of a destination for, you know, especially if you're a softball player. I talked to a couple dads standing in the beer line. They, uh, There's like 600 teams that were in Oklahoma City playing in a uh, big U-Triple-S-A fast pitch tournament uh, over like the entire week. It's just, you know, I, people go to Omaha for the college baseball side of things, and it's kind of in a destination. They go down there for vacation. They go down there. Uh, to, you know, hang out and then go to all the games, all the sessions and stuff like that. And you kind of forget about that. Like, you only think about the fans going to watch the teams. But, uh, you know, I guess, if you will, it's like the Mecca or, you know, the the the, the top place for college softball. And rightfully so. All the Oklahoma schools are really, really good. So it's fun. Like, I, I would I would recommend anybody that hasn't gone uh, to at least go once. It's a fun sport to watch, sit around and drink and have a good time. Yeah. Speaking of Omaha, um, Sooners advance. I actually wasn't, maybe you guys were as OU fans. I wasn't too surprised that they came out of that regional. I thought they were the hottest team going in. Florida was kind of shaky during the season. They just had a really good stretch, which landed in that national seed. But OU survives. What, how do you like their odds this weekend in Blacksburg? Cause Virginia tech is good. Vatek's really good. Uh, you know, I it's so cliche uh, to say, but OU's got hot at the right time, and they're playing really, yeah. really good baseball right now. They got a good starting rotation, uh, you know, especially the three guys that are the quote-unquote weekend guys with Jake Bennett, who has really started to pitch well. David Sandlin's been excellent over about the last month and a half, and Kate Horton has kind of developed into uh, a really nice Sunday role. And, you know, he's a guy that, uh, you know, on down the line, I've talked to Skip about this, 
multiple times. They think he could end up being kind of a Cade Cavalli type, a, a first round high first round type talent when it's all said and done. And, you know, it's all kind of come together at the right time for Oklahoma. They've uh, they've played really well here over about the last month and a half, really since the Bedlam series. Uh, you know, those back-to-back series that they started Big 12 play with when they blew a big lead against Texas on Sunday, the 7-1 game down in Arlington, and then, uh, you know, the next week against Bedlam when they blew the Saturday night game uh, and then came out and got their ass kicked on Sunday, they really started to turn it on. And they won their five uh, series coming in, uh, you know, obviously won the Big 12 tournament. Offensively, it's probably one of the better offenses that Oklahoma's put together, just one through nine. I mean, you're talking about... Uh, you know, Peyton Graham obviously is playing at an all-American level. He didn't get a finalist for the Golden Spikes, but still had a really, really good season. Uh, he's probably played himself into the middle of the second round, third round of the major league draft coming up here in about a month. So uh they are they're getting talent or they're getting uh, contributions from it seems like somebody every week. And I think that that's yep. probably the biggest thing that like Skips pointed out is uh, you know, you look at the Big 12 tournament, Peyton Graham's the MVP. He's the two, he's the two hole. And then you look up on Monday and Kendall Pettis is the nine hole and he won the most outstanding player down in Gainesville. So they have a really nice collection of guys, man. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting to see how it's all come together with the three freshmen, uh, Wallace Clark, one of the Tulsa kids, uh, Jackson Nicholas and John Spikerman, who John Spikerman, like I was literally sitting in the O'Brate. Uh, press box when he pinch hit on Sunday in the Bedlam series. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think this guy is like on the, on the roster. I I had completely forgot that he was on the roster. He hadn't played any. And since then he's basically won a starting job in right field. Uh, and they just, it, 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 how it's all kind of come together is kind of special. You like, you wonder, is this a group that really can make a run to Omaha? And, uh, you know, fast forward to present day and they get through the Gainesville regional, get through a, a rain delay. And, you know, it kind of looked uh, pretty dire when they go down three, one. And it's John Spikerman who made the air before the rain delay to get Florida the lead that kind of starts it off. And that freshman core has been, uh, you know, I, I, they've been kind of a catalyst for everything that this group has done. And then you have a bunch of guys that have been around there for a while and Tanner Treadway and Peyton Graham. Uh, Blake Robertson, who, you know, obviously he went to Edmond Santa Fe, signed with uh, Oklahoma State out of high school and then went to Cali. Uh, they just have a really nice collection of guys. So they go to Blacksburg this week. And I think, you know, there's probably not a lot of people that aren't familiar with Oklahoma that will give them a good opportunity. But, uh, you know, the, the, the crazy thing is, is you get into series, you get into these shortened regionals. Uh, and all of a sudden, if you have really good starting pitching like they have, uh, and a guy on the back end in Trevor Michael, who's been pretty good here over the last month and a half, uh, they they could make some noise. And, you know, Chaz Martinez is kind of like their their key guy, I, I feel like, coming out of the bullpen, that he was the Sunday starter. And then when Cade moved from third base to, like, mainly focusing on pitching because of Wallace Clark, uh, they were able to kind of get all of those guys on the same page. And those are the types of guys, if you're going to go really compete in Omaha or go win a Super Regional you need those guys to come up big and, you know, save arms basically out of the bullpen. Could yep. you, during the season, was there any sort of, because one of the biggest, you know, my four years of school, OU baseball, it was Pete Hughes era. So they weren't sure they, they were not good. Um, yeah. But could you tell during the season, was there like a pickup and like presence of students and just, 
people at all at those games? Like, is it is it starting to change on that front at all, or is it kind of the play on the field is getting better, and eventually they're hoping that that there will be more support for for OU baseball? Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. It's like one a, I guess I would say I don't think that there's been this much excitement about OU baseball in a long time. Uh, obviously, because they won a regional, obviously because they won the Big Twelve tournament, because they're on a roll and people like winning, uh, but. Like the the fan support, you know, at Eldell specifically, uh, it's kind of hard to gauge uh, because the Oklahoma State series was in Stillwater. The Texas series was moved to Arlington. Uh, and then, you know, all the other series, they, they got good crowds. But, uh, you know, I, I think that obviously they need to make some renovations over at Eldell. I think that that's part of the plans here moving forward. You know, they know that they need to, fix the facilities before they get into the sec because it, it is what it is. It's like, they would be at the bottom of the, the kind of the totem pole right now, as far as facilities go in the sec. And uh, you know, especially when you go up to a place like Obrate and what they've been able to put together, uh, that thing is beautiful. Like that, that's what you want. Like that, that that's where they need to get to. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think that the, the fans will come, uh, you know, and, and especially kind of with what they've been, building and especially with what they've been able to do this year i think that uh you know the future of what the program is going to be is extremely bright and you know reggie willits has played a big part in that and getting him on staff from the new york yankees former ou player played in the big leagues uh for a while it's kind of crazy they got the uh, you know phil nevin's kid who's the interim manager now with the los angeles angels his son kevin uh was a sophomore at baylor he transferred yesterday so, into the oklahoma program so now they'll have like three big leaguers kids on the team next year with uh, the two McGuire kids and uh, the Nevin kid who, you know, obviously he'll, he'll step right into the lineup and play next year. So um, I would say that like the, the outlook and the progression and the, the projection for what OU baseball is right now is certainly brighter than what I think people thought it was going to be going into the year. Uh, it's kind of crazy how it like all broke down. Cause I think there were some people, you know, I, not necessarily like, hot seat for skip going into the year but i think that they were you wanted to see some improvement you wanted to see uh them make the ncaa tournament you wanted to see them uh finish on the top side of the big 12 and you know when they were picked i think six in the preseason there's some people that you know kind of go you know what 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 is this program really right now and uh you know go out and win 40 games like they did and get themselves into position to go to a super regional uh you know this upcoming weekend has you know obviously been a big success and it's funny i was telling somebody within the program the other day it's like all of a sudden they start winning and people start writing checks for uh stadiums it's funny how mm -hmm. like those two hand go it hand is hand. wild how that works uh-huh yeah it's i'll say it's fun to have uh college baseball like you know of note uh for your team late in the season no like, doubt you know Definitely. have all my osu friends uh, good one of our good high school buddies you know played for Arkansas like seeing those games going to those games and like seeing the fun they were having while you know I would go and it was fun like I was just secretly so envious like it was a very fun Monday night though I can assure you of that <laughs> as somebody yeah. who was at the game it was pretty fucking miserable yeah. per usual but I, I we got I the rare you just can't lose that rare... you can't you can't lose that game Saturday night like that's no, what it comes down to. You no. just can't lose that game Saturday night. So in in hindsight, five runs with what the lead was, ten to five. You'd like better out of Justin Campbell, 
I mean, that was enough Friday, in my opinion. Like he he should have won. We should have won that game. He should have been able to to walk away saying I I did my job. I'm sure after the game, he's like, ah, I should have pitched a little better, and he should have. But they just and this is nothing. I don't know Rob Walton personally. I don't know anybody in the program that plays for him really. Seems like uh, he's not a favorite right now of anybody up there. I mean, it's it's. I'm sure mechanics wise, he he knows exactly how to make a pitcher better. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean he's got his finger on the pulse. Maybe he's a little dated his teachings or something. I questioned him bringing in Nolan McLean um, with no warmups. Basically, they just bring him right in from third base. It's like, I mean, pretty tough spot to put a young man into as good as he's been. But I'd say it's a disappointing season. If the goal is Omaha and you you don't make it, especially as a national seed, it's kind of like, hey, what what the hell happened? But yeah. Bryce Osmond getting hurt definitely. That Big really like move. it kind of reset everything as far as what yeah. they were doing with the with the with the uh rotation. And then, you know, like he was Trevor Martin was obviously like really, really good in that he was awesome Missouri in State that game, game Sunday. But yeah. his struggles at the beginning of the season, yeah, uh, you know, and and kind of losing the closer role and having to give it to Nolan McLean, it was just like it was kind of a trickle down effect. And I think that, you yep. know, obviously it came back and bit him at the end. Yeah. It also I, shows you how hard it is to make the make make it to omaha win a yeah. regional then no super regional and then Getting up, we were talking about it earlier though drawing arkansas it sure in a slight down year for arkansas but it's still arkansas well yeah. they got down they, like, year it's not even a down year they and they kind of like osu kind of fucked themselves by not playing well at the end of the season and yes. that dropped them down in the national rankings and then arkansas like almost kind of played into it because they're the number two team in the country a month ago. And then all of a sudden you look up and they're not even hosting. So it's like, it was like almost like two, like bad equaled themselves to where it was like a match made in heaven. And then, you know, I, I talked to skip about this the other day, but like baseball just as a whole needs to go back and re look at how they do the RPI and how all that kind of stuff puts together because like it's 2022. Like we don't need to group these teams together regionally anymore, or at least in my opinion, it doesn't seem like they need to do that as much. Like it just seems like they're like, okay, well, Arkansas needs to go to Stillwater because that's the closest place. It's like send DBU down to Austin. Like we're we playing for fly. a freaking national we championship. Fly. fly these yeah. guys around. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to use the RPI, use it. Yeah. Like basketball. I, 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 the God, there was one other thing I was going to say. Oh, Arkansas. I, we were getting, I mean, you know how it is when I guess OU football, you don't really experience this much, but when the road fans come to your place and your team loses, they're a little rowdy after the yeah. game, rightfully so. Like they just had a, that was an awesome win. Like it was, it was a great atmosphere, awesome game till it wasn't for me, but I, I didn't chirp back because I'm not the, the largest man in stature. So I'm not going <laughs> to pick a fist fight, but. Their fans it's are like nuts them talking too. shit. It's like, oh, we beat you, we beat you. It's like you guys lost as the national one seed last year at your own place to NC State, who was unranked coming into it. So it ha- like it happens. It's baseball. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a good point. I mean, they like they can't be too mouthy. It's like you guys had the best team all last season. You got beaten two games by NC State. I don't even think they forced a third game last year. I could be wrong on that, but it's it's just wild. It was it's a disappointing season. It's tough because sure we're gonna lose a lot to the draft. What's the, what's the overall like uh just feel for holiday it seems like everybody's like so, he's, he's like kind of the son of osu like 
yeah it, it's it's like one of those like they're never gonna fire him but i'm sure that oklahoma state fans want to get back to omaha still yeah so he one for ten in my mind like one trip to omaha in yeah. 20 i guess 2016 summer 2016 um sure. he's i am not old enough to remember the way i understand it his dad was kind of a similar deal like always had some really talented teams coming off like he was the the guy after garrett coach ward down there and had a lot of talent and sometimes they underperformed in, in matters like this. And I don't, it is a tough spot, especially being an alum. That's the downside to hiring alumni, in my opinion, is firing them burns that bridge forever. Sure. Especially with the amount of star studded alums he has on his coaching staff. It's, it's a really tough spot. I don't think he's a or anything like that. I'm sure he's just as frustrated. I do think he should probably reevaluate. Um, his pitching coach, I don't, but that's even a tough conversation for him. You know, Rob's an OSU guy. He's known Rob. He's the one that brought Rob in. Uh, it, it's a tough spot. I don't know if any changes will be made, but um, I wouldn't be shocked if there were. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's move into some little bit of college golf uh, talk. So, at the end of the day, NCAA uh, golf tournament, the third best team in the Big Twelve wins: Sooners and Cowboys both uh losing the quarters uh overall obviously a really good year for OU pretty much ranked number one throughout the season pokes ranked second for at least for the back half of the season uh but still really disappointed you know or not I'm not like disappointed I'm sure the team is disappointed to to lose in the quarters especially in the fashion they did uh in a playoff hole got her up struggled in that match he finished i mean near the top and in, in stroke play so still a good outing for him especially boat race like, didn't he yeah, uh, yeah yeah in the quarter but i just i'm trying to clear up like i just don't like to talk that like got her up is getting kind of shit on like he choked like he didn't play well at all in quarterfinal in the quarterfinals match but that what was it uh that summer haze or whatever the kid from utah is really Preston good he's summer really haze. good he's, yeah. yeah he's a really really good player and I mean, Goddard up played super well in, in in the stroke play portion of the of the deal too. So yeah, I think he kind of like, got a bad rap there. That's the, well, then that's the shit that like you know how that goes. That's like people that are shitting on him are only people that were watching the match play stuff, and they don't care that he won the Haskins Award. He's the first Oklahoma player to ever win the award. They don't care that he had a uh, season that he took time out of the college tour to finish in the top ten in a PGA event. He's playing in a PGA event this week. Uh, at the RBC as he starts his pro career. Uh, you know, he was excellent. He qualified for the U.S. Open last week. Uh, he got out of sectionals, went back to New York and did it. So, uh, you know, he's going to be like, you know, technically probably one of the better guys that's come out here in the last couple of years from Oklahoma. He's ready to play on the PGA Tour right now. He needs to loosen some things up or needs to tighten some things up, I guess, on uh, the putting side of things. But it was disappointing. I mean, it is what it is. I think Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, you know, obviously have a little bit more talent, but it was also kind of storybook the way that Texas was able to put everything together and kind of finally get over the hump with the Cootie brothers and, you know, Cole Hammer, who was like in his 25th year of college. I was about to say congrats to ninth year senior Cole Hammer. On his <laughs> it was, a, uh, it was a service award. It was like one of those uh, Good God. things that they give at the end of a, uh, a, a well-earned career. Pretty it, sure it, I remember him playing Dalkey in match play. Like six I was gonna years say, ago. he was a. I think he was like a junior or senior when I was watching the golf in Fayetteville a couple of years ago in 2019. Yeah. I wouldn't or something. be surprised. Like, goodness gracious! I wouldn't be surprised at all 
It, it, Travis it's, Vick is old too. Like he, yeah, that, that roster is. they had is a lot of old golfers. Like I they think Nome was the only one that's like relatively young for that group. It was I remember right. gross. Yeah, they were, uh, they're good. Like, and the thing about it is, is like, I know everybody shits on like match play, but I don't it's know. Fun. It's I, fun. I know people yeah. like hate it, but I think it's kind of fun. It, it's fun when it works out. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, is there a way that they should they maybe tinker, like maybe use rankings uh, to like give first and like the, the or maybe even do you use stroke play to, and maybe give like the top two teams some type of buy in a match play setting? Maybe let 10 teams make it and you let the other eight play right. quarterfinal matches. I don't yeah. know, like maybe reward some guys, but at the same time, uh, you still got to go out there and win. I kind of like the, the team element of all of that. Yeah. And uh, you know, they'll be back. OU and OSU will both be back next year. Uh, the future is going to be extremely bright for both of those programs. They're not losing much. Yeah, I saw Welch Ooh. is returning. Yeah, and Jakar is coming back for Oklahoma State. Like, they're going to be really, really good. Surprise, surprise. I, I believe on a big – because I was I was shocked Eugenio is coming back. I think there's a pretty lucrative NIL deal in the works for him. Um, yeah, I've heard that uh, – I've heard his family is – doing they, they okay. do yeah to my knowledge they do well i think so uh, I, I don't know if he's Spanish like this royalty oh really yeah damn uh yeah, yeah i like i i'd heard that he basically turned down close to seven figures from uh a golf company uh yeah when he you know turned down when he was going to turn pro because uh, he was number but, two or three in the pga tour u rankings yeah. like he was right i mean he's right there but yeah so they, I mean, credit, you know, power to him. If he feels like he needs to get back and get to college. And that's going to be kind of interesting to see, like, how many of those guys do take advantage of NIL stuff here uh, in the college game, especially. And, you know, with the live tour stuff, like, how much are they going to make runs at some of these guys? I know that, uh, you know, they were very active with trying to recruit some of the college kids to come out. So, uh, you know, David uh, Pooge or whatever was kind of the perfect yeah. example of those guys because he's can take – nil from live so i don't know man it's gonna be kind of interesting to see what happens here over the next you know three four years especially here in the uh short term i know you think secretly he was like hey what the fuck guys like we couldn't have waited two more days to announce the field when he's playing in the national quarterfinal one day and they they throw his name on that list i mean i either that or he knew that it was gonna happen and he just didn't give a shit i yeah it, it was it was weird timing though how all that stuff like kind of started coming out i don't know it's still leaking out slowly but yeah, sure. sure yeah well read what withdrew yesterday from the memorial and then today it, that gets that gets out yeah are you gonna, you gonna, watch, are you gonna watch how do you what? watch uh on youtube <laughs> you know it's on seriously you can watch it on like youtube live or youtube there's or, no fans too right like there's no spectators at these events i think there is so uh, how, what is their I, yeah main i think there is but they yeah, I think that I basically I think that they like tried to sell tickets too expensive. And so now they're basically like, you know, if you want to come um, out promo code, we can get you in for basically free, I think is what it's turned into. I was uh, I'll, I might watch it a little bit. I just to see like what kind of shit show the thing is like, I don't blame any of those guys for, you know, I without getting, I wish like, they'd say it's about the money. It. Just say we want to make a lot of money. Right. Yeah, like, just right. Like, you know D what, DJ money, did. Right? DJ said, "I want to. It's for my family." Like that's his right. way of saying, like, I'm getting a bag." Possible. Like I would, 
I think that there would be a lot of people and especially, you know, the people that are really like kind of grandstanding on this thing. If they just said like, Hey, we like of hundreds money. of millions of dollars. Like <laughs> I don't give a, I don't give a shit what the Saudis do. Like, I don't know. A, a British, a British reporter asked uh, Poulter today uh, uh, good. about, uh, about take, if he would take money from a, a Putin backed league. Yeah. I saw <laughs> and he was that. like, I don't see how that he's like, I don't know how that's, I'm not going to entertain that thought. It's like, it's, <laughs> Pretty similar hey, no, he, That's Ian Poulter's way of saying, yes, I would take Vladimir Putin's right. money if it was enough. I'm hoping the Ricky news is fake and he doesn't – I mean, but he doesn't – I don't even know what his, like, status is going to be going forward on the – if that's he even has thing, a full-time like, card anymore. So, like, why would he not go over that? Yeah, the, the players Absolutely. The players win probably only got him five years. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I like Ricky. I think he's a good guy. But – how much money is he going to make point, on the PGA Tour over the next five years? Like, I, he needs a place to play. Like, I, I, I think that you know he's kind of in that that grouping of guys that it kind of works out. Like, if you're going to pay him twenty million dollars, that's going to be more money than he's going to ever even think about making on the PGA Tour. I like, I think that, Gooch. Yeah, Gooch like too. I Gooch is tough, but I get it. That native sucks. Oklahoman seeing one of I those guys Gooch. go over there, that's tough. It, it it sucks. It's kind of a bad look, but at the same time, if I was in the exact same position and I got three year eighteen mil, I'll help the Saudis move dead bodies for eighteen million. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah, I bet Ricky got close to over a hundred million because I mean, oh yeah, Kevin no. Nog got Kevin Nog got like seventy five million dollars, and Kevin Nog got all guaranteed. It's all guaranteed, and I think it's up front, is it not? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Clint, you were asking how they're going to make money. They're not. This is no. just like a hobby thing for them. They just like they this is not it's sport. What is their Golf purpose keeps of it, using the term sport? It's I mean, they're going like, to try to they're going to try to make it work. I mean, they want to legitimately be a competition to, to the PGA Tour. They can't. I don't think it That's will. Too much I don't think it will either. Away. But if you get enough good players, I mean, they have apparently six hundred billion dollars like in that investment fund. Gosh. So, I mean, that's a lot of money. The yeah. PGA's purse is what, like $17 million? It's, it's an investment though. This is an investment for the Saudi Arabian government. So like they're, they're sport, going to try to make money on it. It's sports washing. That's what the, the, that is the correct term of what's going on. Like it happens all the time, but yeah, I don't know. DeChambeau and Reed leaving, like who gives a fuck about either of those two guys? Like those guys suck. Like nobody, I mean, Bryson's in they're per, but like they're, nobody. They're, they're perfect though for the, I mean, every guy that's gone, basically makes sense like dj makes sense loves money uh you know most of the guys are old washed up like on the back half of their career anyway what eddie you tweeted a good clip too the of rory yeah basically rory like those guys are just so spot on like rory's awesome like it's i love rory don't get me wrong but it is easy Rory to sit there and say that as he's made like 150 million. Yeah, he's Rory McIlroy. You know, it's a like bit harder for it, Taylor Gooch to not do it, but yeah, sure. The the, the things that's going to be really really interesting is what happens with some of these events like the Portland thing uh, at Pumpkin Ridge or any of the the live tournaments that are here in the states when guys don't have to go over to England the week before the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, I think that there's going to be. There's been murmurs that there's a lot of guys that are going to be thinking about jumping. And, you know, it's like hopefully the PGA Tour is listening. Hopefully the PGA Tour is observing because there are some things like I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that would be pretty much supporting the live tour if it wasn't being backed by Saudi money. And, you know, I, I obviously that's the tough thing to get over, but what they're doing as far as creating competition and as far as 
uh, you know, trying to almost cultivate change within the PGA Tour, that's been needed for years. Like I, the PGA Tour has some very serious problems that Jay Monahan's going to need to address. It's just going to be, you know, if they would have taken this a little bit more seriously, it feels like that Liv probably wouldn't even have gotten off the ground floor. But now we're sitting here a day before they're supposed to begin and like, they're here. They're not going anywhere for a while, at least for the next year in the eight tournaments. Yeah, uh, that money's not running out. No. And, you know, Anytime they're backed so. by literally billionaires, billionaires yeah. upon billionaires. So, uh, you know, they've thrown hundreds of millions of dollars at just three guys that we know of between Bryce and DJ and uh, Lee Westwood. So, Phil. Oh, oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. And Phil's. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Kind Shout of out to the I, cat, the, the cat turning down basically a billion dollars. Tiger's a real one for that. Power move. That, that yeah. really is. He's just like, you know what? No, I don't need. I don't need it. Yeah. Unbelievable! Yeah. It's unbelievable. I that just I adds to like from a, I'm, I am interested to see what it turns into and how long they're around. It's just like the entire rollout and everything that has been part of that thing is. It's just a clown show. It's kind of embarrassing. What is the draft of it? I saw they have teams. Small have teams. portion, like I think, what you if your team wins, it's like four men team. Yeah. You get I think some they more have money. Shot, it's like a shotgun start too. Like it's weird. Like it's not just play basically the whole way. It's it's a little bit fifty four holes too, not seventy two. Yeah. Hmm. This is probably gonna kill the uh, senior tour as well. Think senior tour is a they joke. Could, they could point. pay. I know it is, but like they could pay a. Job daily to come over there and like john daly's gonna easily he doesn't give a fuck who he's yeah they'll off. let if they'll I, give john they'll give him the cart they'll give him yeah, the exactly. cart. Yeah. Like, he'll gladly go to london the royalty cart like, he doesn't i care. would be surprised if daly doesn't get involved at some point exactly. yeah although he's they're gonna, like they're just gonna start paying whoever especially at, at some of the trump uh courses oh, that they're yeah. gonna be playing yeah oh I bet, yeah I mean, oh, they, he's I, definitely gonna be there i could see them out. throwing john daly 60 70 million bucks yeah, I mean, I mean, he's just like a, money's money's just a object to them. It doesn't really matter what the price is going to be. No, wow. And he's a bigger name than Taylor Gooch. Like Taylor Gooch got what thirty million? Like sure. Yeah, and like it it helped that Taylor's had a pretty good year last yeah, year. Yeah, he's thirty fifth in the world. No doubt. No he's doubt. Very. I mean, and he's, he's really that's good. what honestly kind of disappointed me a little bit with him. Which, like I said, I get it. It's a lot of money, but like. He's got two wins this year, I think, doesn't he? Or one win, maybe two wins. He won in Sea Island in the fall, I think. Yeah, he won in the fall. He won the uh, RSM, what's called. Like, he can compete out. He competes out here with the best of the best. Like, that field is still pretty relatively weak. Especially, I mean, RBC, I think, has five of the top ten players in the world playing it this week. So Yeah. No, JT, Scotty, uh, Rory, and Cam Smith are all playing it now. Scotty had pretty funny comments on it, too, in my opinion, but. He was just like, I have no clue what's happening. So <laughs> he just, he, it was no comment without, um, but he did, in fact, comment on it. Good, good stuff. Um, all right, let's close it up here. Just a little bit of OU football uh, while we got you here. Uh, any buzz you're hearing off season wise? You know, they've gotten through spring ball, uh, summer workouts with Smitty have started. Anything you're hearing, any names to uh, watch out for? Nothing like over the top. I mean, I, I think that more than anything right now, it's just the uh, reacclimation period with uh, Schmitty. And I think that, you know, a little bit of the taste that they got during the uh, the January months before spring football started. Uh, it's a little bit different than what 
they signed up for, uh, which is probably a good thing that Oklahoma fans want to hear. But, you know, I, I, I think it's just a continued kind of presence of what was there during the spring. Uh, You know, they were able to shore up some things in the quarterback room through the transfer portal here over the last couple months uh, or since the spring uh, got over. Uh, They got, you know, the guys that weren't here for spring ball down there to start their careers. The Jaden Rose of the world, the Colden kid from uh, Wyoming. That's a junior college. I mean, uh, uh, that's a transfer portal guy uh, that's going to come in and probably play a little bit in the secondary this next season. So. Uh, you know, I, I think it's just kind of a continuation of of what it is or what they were during the spring. I it's nothing like I haven't heard anything like just over the top. Uh, you know, I I think the JJ Hester kid was a good pickup uh in the wide receiver room and being able to bring him in. Uh the Buckley Shelton kid is another guy that, you know, you you just don't turn down talent like that, at, specifically at the wide receiver position and a place that they need some more bodies. So uh, you know, it's gonna be pretty imperative that they uh you know just like anybody else in the country don't have any injuries early uh find some answers on the offensive line how's that group coming together but uh you know overall i think it's just continued positivity it's almost kind of uh kind of one of those things like everybody's kind of waiting for the first negative thing to happen to see how they uh respond to adversity and how they uh you know kind of punch back but so far so good and i I, you know I, i think that uh, you look at the calendar and all of a sudden in about a month and a half uh, or, you know, basically just over a month, uh, we're going to be at Big 12 media days and all that kind of shit's going to start popping off. And all of a sudden you look up and it's August and practice has started. So, uh, you know, I'm ready to ready to get it going. It should be kind of interesting. This is this is more of like Texas's time to shine during the off season. <laughs> all yeah. the talking. Oh, yeah. I ha- they, they love it. Last night when I was watching, and Stanley Cup playoffs great, but when oh, yeah. the, when the only thing when when there was nothing when that game was like before that game started and there was literally nothing to watch, like I had like MLB Network on, you know, like some yeah. wraparound coverage. But I was really, I'm ready, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for uh, mm-hmm. the season to get here. It's it's that point in the summer where we're getting close to the dog days. I have already placed my first wager on a game next year, the under 51 and a half in Northwestern versus Nebraska in August. They're playing in Love Dublin, that. Ireland. Yeah. Love that's, that. that's not going to be more than 12 points total. Like they're not. Hey, Hey, go it. ahead and hop on that now because that's a free pick. I'm that's a sharp that right there. Like, that thing's going to yeah, start dude, moving, like, get out of moving here. down. Cause I keep waiting for the also offshore book that I would use if I did uh, bet illegally here in the state of Oklahoma looking for win totals so and there's yeah. some the like the team i'm wanting there's oakland some. state's still not on there so i've um, seen one but they like really juice up the like it was like over eight and a half for ou minus 170 yeah it's like of course yeah, i'm good win. I'm, I'm good on betting i do uh, the topic we were speaking on earlier um eddie when they get to the sec i we were kind of talking about it how often so georgia and alabama they don't necessarily alternate who wins the sec title but you could make the argument. So those guys are tier one. We're saying OU, LSU, tier two. Would you put Texas and A&M and Florida in tier three or is like UT oh, tier mean, two? That's always kind of one of those things. It's the, it's the trouble that everybody gets in when they're projecting what Texas is going to do. It's like, yeah, I mean, I can't do it right now. I mean, you got to go out and at least win eight games for me to like really buy in and maybe do it more than once a year. Or, I mean, once yeah. a decade here over the last, you know, 20 years for Texas. It's just, 
like the talents there, it all just, it's, it hasn't come together. I, you know, I no, like, I, I don't think I could put them in that tier quite yet on paper. Sure. Yeah. Like it, 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 it makes too much sense. I think Quinn Ewers is going to be really good. I think offensively, you know, some of the guys that they've been able to go out and get, uh, you know, specifically in the transfer portal here over the last uh, couple of months, they should be extremely good. Like, Quinn Ewers and Bijan Robinson and Xavier Worthy and, uh, you know, the kid from uh, Wyoming that they added, the the wide receiver, like, they should be really, really good, but they should have been really, really good last year, and they should have been pretty good the year before that and the year before that and, you know, so on and so on. So, uh, you know, I Oklahoma fans probably don't want to hear it. I think I think Sark is a pretty good football coach. I I like what he's doing down there. It's just going to be a matter of getting over that hump that they've been trying to get back over for the last, you know, really since Mac left or, you know, since Mac was forced out. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see how, like, you know, and A&M's kind of in that same grouping as far as, like, they should be really, really good. Like, I mean, they're doing everything right. They're recruiting extremely well right now. Uh, you know, I, I think there's some people that would probably debate on how they're putting together those recruiting classes, but they're still doing buying it. them. Yeah. And yeah. Like, but they're doing it and it, it's legal to do like they're doing it. I know people don't like it, but they're not really necessarily breaking any rules. Uh, I think Jimbo is a pretty good football coach. We'll see what they have at the quarterback position. Haynes King was really good last year before he got hurt. Uh, I just, you know, A&M's kind of like they're in that same echelon of, you tell me they're going to be good every year and then they find a way to kind of fuck it up somehow. So I, it just, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I think that they should be really, really good. Uh, but you know, I don't think that they're on Alabama's level or Georgia's level quite yet. I think everybody's still trying to kind of chase and trying to get to that point. So I'd, ha- I'd have a lot more, uh, I guess I'd, I'd be okay with Texas getting good. Uh, I'll, I was telling somebody the other day, like I am going to spend a lot of energy this year and this is pathetic on my part, but I'm going to spend a lot of energy, uh, cheering for the demise of the fine people of Southern California. Mm-hmm. What? It's going to be fun. <laughs> Why? Uh, UCLA, you're going to cheer against UCLA. <laughs> no, I am a UCLA, UCLA do donor. You? I have donated <laughs> in between 10 and $500,000 to UCLA over the last month or so, or, uh, you know, six months, but. How much did Lincoln, Jordan, I say Lincoln, Jordan Atkinson, how much didn't I saw some report that he received a decent compensation package from uh, some friends out there in Malibu to come play for yeah, the Trojans. I'm sure so. that they, I'm sure that they did. I think the, you know, the growing rate or whatever, when he was down visiting Texas was like just over a mil. Uh, but so you know, like, what is that even really in, in terms of like, nil stuff anymore like is that on the low end is that on like the medium end is that just like a get your foot in the door type offer i really don't know yeah crazy stuff um one last question for you just quick one here do you think and i know no one actually knows do you think the the sec move actually lasts like do you think it really they'll wait it out till 2025 or like just gut like uh, no yeah no i i I don't I don't know. I guess maybe I've kind of talked myself into this and then really actually knowing or basing this off of any factual information that is out there. But I just kind of had this like hard time inkling type feeling that 
with the four teams coming into the Big 12, there's going to be some pushback amongst the current members as far as the way the money's divided up. And at some point, maybe they just say, like, we'll meet you halfway. We're not going to give you the buy. I mean, OU in Texas, you still got to pay the buyout, but we're not going to give you any money. Like, it, it just seems like it'd be a bigger headache to do the divorce later than it would be now. And so what does that mean? Are you going to play 2022 or 2023 and then move on? I would be very surprised if they play until 2025 in the conference, though. That just I'm sure those new school like, stews are like, we don't want like we'd prefer to join without them in there. Oh, right. I'm like BYU or Cincinnati. Well, I don't want to play Texas. I, ha- I just have that. a hard time ever seeing OU or Texas allowing themselves to like play a game with like the same patch on their shoulder pad, like Houston, UCF. Like, I just don't see that ever happening. Like this, I think they'll find, I'm, I'm with well, you. I think OU, that they'll find a way to Texas though. Like they lost to well, Kansas. No, I know. I'm, it's not like a, it's more of a area. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're saying anything like not a necessarily a, a rightful thought, but just, sure. yeah, no, it, it'll be really interesting. Like, I, I think that, we're probably like mark my words we're about i bet a month away i bet the beginning of july you start like it just is the cycle that these sports reporters go through where that shit will start digging back up right before conference uh uh, media days i bet that stuff comes back to light people start revisiting it and then it's gonna be fueled for you know a month before football season begins and then we'll be right back here in a year talking about the same thing that's yeah, your Brett, job, Eddie. Yeah. Brett Zornem, us that. No, put narrative out there. Yeah, yeah. Brett, Brett Zorneman needs to break Aggie hearts again. Well, I mean, I'm sure that there's some AM people that would love to give him information, and I'm sure that he would love to do that. <laughs> I, I still can't believe AM fans are mad about it as as mad as they were because like you're better than Texas. Like go fucking beat them. Like go beat them. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't have to be I the mean, little brother anymore. Just go beat them. You're legitimately a better program at the current moment. Just those people play. love to measure dicks. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Eddie, They're real crazies. quick, who do you want at two for the Thunder? Who's your ideal? Pick I mean, I, I want Jabari Smith, but it doesn't sound like yeah. he's going to be there. So I've basically like, and I, I talk about this, like we talked about this this morning. I guess like, I don't want to say the word is concede. Like I've conceded to buying into this idea that they would go get Chet. But, like, I think there's just such this big misconception out there about Chet because of Poku. And people think, like, oh, I don't want him to be the next Poku because he's not strong or whatever. Like, that's kind of doing a little bit of disservice to Chet. If he would have played in a, uh, you know, at a school that, you know, people casually watch as opposed to Gonzaga, who's on late at night and probably you're just seeing highlights and stuff. I think people would probably be more open to the idea if you went to like a Texas or an OU or, you know, OSU or wherever. Yeah. Uh, but there's like this like preconceived notion that he's like some like stick figure out there. Like, I don't know. I like that's not necessarily the case. Uh, but I love Jabari Smith. I yeah. just don't think he's going to be there. The magic I, I will that's, mess that's up. Another the magic thing. mess up. Yeah, and like with Jabari Smith, I think that like I'm kind of mind warped on it because I watched him play OU and he kicked ass that night. Right. So like I didn't sit there and watch all the bad games that he had. Uh, so like I, I think I'm a little bit biased when I talk about him, but I think he's going to be really good. He kind of loosely like reminds me of KD. I know he's not KD, but right. same idea. Yeah. People uh, 
if as long as it's up to Presty, and I'm a little nervous know. when he has his little system he runs his players through, but I, it's all yeah. right. I trust him. Who, no, I trust picks. him. I trust him yeah. when he picks in the top six. Right. Yeah, I was about I to mean, say, he's, and, he's pretty damn good. And, and that was the funny there. thing, like going back to the draft last year when uh, they take Giddy at six, everybody's like, right. oh, what a terrible fucking pick. Including me. Like, <laughs> well, but that I think that Later. that's just one of those things that you go, well, you just don't know anything right. about him. So that makes you have this irrational like uh, reaction where you go, Oh, I don't like him. It's right. it's just because you don't know much about him. And it turned out being, you know, one of the better picks of the draft. You want immediate satisfaction need... on draft night. You want someone right. you yeah, know right. and be there's like three guys that you believe that in. Be that's right. like, okay, this tanking shit's over. Yeah. You can start like moving forward, which, you know, I I'm gonna be like that no matter who they take. Like I know mm-hmm. that. So uh, you know, it's, it's you can't go wrong with it, any of those top three guys. No, I mean, you don't. Paolo's I don't. I don't Paolo's think so. a grown man. I'm anti Paolo though. He said he grew up a Sonics fan. I didn't know he was from Seattle. He's like, yeah, I don't I really like the that, Thunder. That clip was uh, old. No, that clip a... was old though. It was like a year old. So before he's gone okay. through the draft process, it was so. also phrased a weird way. I saw. Or was he? Or was he saying that to tank himself so he can do with the Rockets? Which I don't know why you'd want to play for the Rockets. I guess living in Houston versus living in Oklahoma City. But we got to get out of this tank mode. Yeah, no. Kid from Kentucky that didn't play a single minute. If we can somehow get him at like twelve, as oh, another yeah. shade Shane on sharp kid, he is very, very be yeah. like pumped if they come out snuck him in there. It just doesn't seem like he's gonna like. It seems like he's gonna be a top five pick, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, they really yeah. like they. I think they really, really like him. Yeah. They didn't even play a minute. I think he might have played half a game. Kyrie only played like nine games. <laughs> True. True. You- yeah. But hey, does he have year, the vaccine? That's what we need. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Well, if right. he's playing in Oklahoma, it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, sure. No, exactly. No. He's good we, to go. Yeah. We'll welcome you. All right. Well, Eddie, we'll, we don't want to take up any more of your time. We appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. it, guys. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, if, give Eddie a follow on Twitter at Eddie underscore Rado. And uh, his content with uh, Sooner Scoop is the best. If you're not subscribing to Sooner Scoop and you're a Sooner fan, definitely do. It's the best of the best. And then if you're, you know, listening to the franchise in the mornings, you can find them there too. So Eddie, thank you so much for joining us. Absolute guys. Anytime. Appreciate it.